Chapter 10 of The Mind and Its Education. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lawrence Trask, Mount Vernon, Ohio, InterfaceAudio.com. The Mind and Its Education by George Herbert Betts. Chapter 10 associations in thinking all thinking proceeds by the discovery or recognition of relations between the terms or objects of our thought the science of mathematics rests on the relations found to exist between numbers and quantities the principles and laws of natural science are based on the relations established among the different forms of matter and the energy that operates in this field so also in the realm of history art ethics or any other field of human experience each fact or event must be linked to other facts or events before it possesses significance association therefore lies at the foundation of all thinking whether that of the original thinker who is creating our sciences planning and executing the events of history evolving a system of ethics or whether one is only learning these fields as they already exist by means of study other things being equal he is the best thinker who has his knowledge related part to part so that the whole forms a unified and usable system association and action association plays an equally important part in all our motor responses the acts by which we carry on our daily lives do our work and our play or whatever else may be necessary in meeting and adapting ourselves to our environment some sensations are often repeated and demand practically the same response each time in such cases the associations soon become fixed and the response certain and automatic for example we sit at the table and the response of eating follows with all its complex acts as a matter of course we lie down in bed and the response of sleep comes we take our place at the piano and our fingers produce the accustomed music it is of course obvious that the influence of association extends to moral action as well in general our conduct follows the trend of established associations we are likely to do in great moral crisis about as we are in the habit of doing small ones two the types of association fundamental law of association stated on the physiological side the law of habit set forth in the definition of association in the preceding section includes all the laws of association in different phrasing we may say one neuron groups accustomed to acting together have the tendency to work in unison two the more frequently such groups act together the stronger will be the tendency for one to throw the other into action also three the more intense the excitement or tension under which they act together the stronger will be the tendency for activity in one to bring about the activity in the other the corresponding facts may be expressed in psychological terms as follows one 
facts accustomed to being associated together in the mind have a tendency to reappear together two the more frequently these facts appear together the stronger the tendency for the presence of one to ensure the presence of the other three the greater the tension excitement or concentration when these facts appear in conjunction with each other the more certain the presence of one is to cause the presence of the other several different types of association have been differentiated by psychologists from aristotle down it is to be kept in mind however that all association types go back to the elementary law of habit connections among the neurons for their explanation association by contiguity the recurrence in our minds of many of the elements from our past experience is due to the fact that at some time possibly at many times the recurring facts were contiguous in consciousness with some other element or fact which happens now to be again present all have had the experience of meeting some person whom we had not seen for several months or years and having a whole series of supposedly forgotten incidents or events connected with our former associations flood into the mind things we did topics we discussed trips we took games we played now recur at the renewal of our acquaintance for these are the things that were contiguous in our consciousness with our sense of the personality and appearance of our friend and who has not in similar fashion had a whiff of perfume or the strains of a song recall to him his childhood days contiguity is again the explanation at the mercy of our associations through the law thus operating we are in a sense at the mercy of our associations which may be bad as well as good we may form certain lines of interest to guide our thought and attention may in some degree direct it but one's mental makeup is after all largely dependent on the character of his associations evil thoughts evil memories evil imaginations these all come about through the association of unworthy or impure images along with the good in our stream of thought we may try to forget the base deed and banish it forever from our thinking but lo in an unguarded moment the nerve current shoots into the old path and the impure thought flashes into the mind unsought and unwelcomed every young man who thinks he must indulge in a little sowing of wild oats before he settles down to a correct life and so deals in unworthy thoughts and deeds is putting a mortgage on his future for he will find the inexorable machinery of his nervous system grinding the hated images of such things back into his mind as surely as the mill returns to the sack of the miller what he feeds into the hopper he may refuse to harbor these thoughts but he can no more hinder their seeking admission to his mind than he can prevent the tramp from knocking at his door he may drive such images from his mind the moment they are discovered and indeed is guilty if he does not but not taking offense at this rebuff the unwelcome thought again seeks admission the only protection against the return of the undesirable associations is to choose lines of thought as little related to them as possible but even then 
do the best we can an occasional connection will be set up we know not how and the unwelcome image stands staring us in the face as the corpse of eugene aram's victim confronted him at every turn though he thought it safely buried a minister of my acquaintance tells me that in the holiest moments of his most exalted thought images rise in his mind which he loathes and from which he recoils in horror not only does he drive them away at once but he seeks to lock and bar the door against them by firmly resolving that he will never think of them again but alas that is beyond his control the tares have been sown among the wheat and will persist along with it until the end in his boyhood these images were given into the keeping of his brain cells and they are only being faithful to their trust association by similarity and contrast all are familiar with the fact that like tends to suggest like one friend reminds us of another friend when he manifests similar traits of character shows the same tricks of manner or has the same peculiarities of speech or gesture the telling of a ghost or burglar story in a company will at once suggest a similar story to every person of the group and before we know it the conversation has settled down to ghosts or burglars one boastful boy is enough to start the gang to recounting their real or imaginary exploits good and beautiful thoughts tend to call up other good and beautiful thoughts while evil thoughts are likely to produce after their own kind like produces like another form of relationship is however quite as common as similars in our thinking in certain directions we naturally think in opposites black suggests white good suggests bad fat suggests lean wealth suggests poverty happiness suggests sorrow and so on the tendency of our thought thus to group and similars and opposites is clear when we go back to the fundamental law of association the fact is that we more frequently assemble our thoughts in these ways than in haphazard relations we habitually group similars together or compare opposites in our thinking hence these are the terms between which associative bonds are formed partial or selective association the past is never wholly reinstated in present consciousness many elements because they had formed fewer associations or because they find some obstacle to recall are permanently dropped out and forgotten in other words association is always selective favoring now this item of experience now that above the rest it is well that this is so for to be unable to escape from the great mass of minutiae and unimportant detail in one's past would be intolerable and would so cumber the mind with useless rubbish as to destroy its usefulness we have surely all had some experience with the type of persons whose associations are so complete and impartial that all their conversation teems with unessential and irrelevant details they cannot recount the simplest incident in its essential points but slaves to literalness make themselves insufferable bores by entering upon every lane and bypath of circumstance that leads nowhere and matters not the least in their story dickens thackeray 
George Eliot, Shakespeare, and many other writers have seized upon such characters and made use of them for their comic effect. James, in illustrating this mental type, has quoted the following from Miss Austen's Emma. But where could you hear it? cried Miss Bates. Where could you possibly hear it, Mr. Knightley? For it is not five minutes since I received Mrs. Cole's note. No, it cannot be more than five, or at least ten, for I had got my bonnet and Spencer on, just ready to come out. I was only gone down to speak to Patty again about the pork. Jane was standing in the passage, were not you, Jane? For my mother was so afraid that we had not any salting pan large enough. So I said I would go down and see, and Jane said, Shall I go down instead? For I think you have a little cold, and Patty has been washing the kitchen. Oh, my dear, said I. Well, and just then came the note. The Remedy the remedy for such wearisome and fruitless methods of association is, as a matter of theory, simple and easy. It is to emphasize, intensify, and dwell upon the significant and essential in our thinking. The person who listens to a story, who studies a lesson, or who is a participant in any event, must apply a sense of value, recognizing and fixing the important, and relegating the trivial and unimportant to their proper level. Not to train oneself to think in this discriminating way is much like learning to play a piano by striking each key with equal force. 3. Training in Association Since association is at bottom nothing but habit at work in the mental processes, it follows that it, like other forms of habit, can be encouraged or suppressed by training. Certainly no part of one's education is of greater importance than the character of his associations. For upon these will largely depend not alone the content of his mental stream, the stuff of his thinking, but also its organization or the use made of the thought material at hand. In fact, the whole science of education rests on the laws and principles involved in setting up right systems of associative connections in the individual. The Pleasure-Pain Motive in Association A general law seems to obtain throughout the animal world that associative responses, accompanied by pleasure, tend to persist and grow stronger while well, those accompanied by pain tend to weaken and fall away. The little child of two years may not understand the gravity of the offense in tearing the leaves out of books, but if its hands are sharply spatted whenever they tear a book, the association between the sight of books and tearing them will soon cease. In fact, all punishment should have for its object the use of pain in the breaking of associative bonds between certain situations and wrong responses to them. On the other hand, the dog that is being trained to perform his tricks is rewarded with a tidbit or a pat when the right response has been made. In this way, the bond for this particular act is strengthened through the use of pleasure. All matters studied and learned under the stimulus of good feeling, enthusiasm, or a pleasurable sense of victory and achievement not only tends to set up more permanent and valuable associations than if learned under opposite conditions, but it also exerts a stronger appeal to our interest and appreciation. 
the influence of mental attitude on the matter we study raises a question as to the wisdom of assigning the committing of poetry or bible verses or the reading of so many pages of a literary masterpiece as a punishment for some offence how many of us have carried away association of dislike and bitterness toward some gem of verse or prose or scripture because of having our learning of it linked up with the thought of an imposed task set as penance for wrongdoing one person tells me that to this day she hates the sight of tennyson because this was the volume from which she was assigned many pages to commit in atonement for her youthful delinquencies interest as a basis for association associations established under the stimulus of strong interest are relatively broad and permanent while those formed with interest flagging are more narrow and of doubtful permanence this statement is of course but a particular application of law of attention interest brings the whole self into action under its urging the mind is active and alert the new facts learned are completely registered and are assimilated to other facts to which they are related many associative connections are formed hence the new matter is more certain of recall and possesses more significance and meaning association and methods of learning the number and quality of our association depends in no small degree on our methods of learning we may be satisfied merely to impress what we learn on our memory committing it uncritically as so many facts to be stored away as a part of our education we may go a step beyond this and grasp the simplest and most obvious meanings but not seek for deeper and more fundamental relations we may learn separate sections or divisions of a subject accepting each as a more or less complete unit without connecting these sections and divisions into a logical whole but all such methods are a mistake they do not provide for the associative bonds between the various facts or group of facts in our knowledge without which our facts are in danger of becoming but so much lumber in the mind meanings relations definitely recognized associations should attach to all that we learn better far a smaller amount of usable knowledge than any quantity of unorganized and undigested information even if the latter sometimes allows us to pass examinations and receive honor grades in short real mastery depends that we think that is relate and associate instead of merely absorbing as we learn four problems in observation and introspection one test the uncontrolled associations of a group of pupils by pronouncing to the class some word as blue and having the members write down 20 words in succession as rapidly as they can taking in each instance the first word that occurs to them the difference in the scope or range of association can easily be studied by applying this test to say a fourth grade and an eighth grade and then comparing the results two have you ever been puzzled by the appearance in your mind of some fact or incident not thought of before for years were you able to trace out the associative connection that caused the fact to appear why are we sometimes unable to recall when we need them facts that we perfectly well know 
three you have observed that it is possible to be able to spell certain words when they occur in a spelling lesson but to miss them when employing them in composition it is possible to learn a conjugation or a declension in tabular form and then not be able to use the correct form of words in speech or writing relate these facts to the laws of association and recommend a method of instruction that will remove the discrepancy four to test the quickness of association in a class of children copy the following words clearly in a vertical column on a chart have your class already at a given signal then display the chart before them for 60 seconds asking them to write down on paper the exact opposite of as many words as possible in one minute be sure that all know just what they are expected to do bad inside slow short little soft black dark sad true dislike poor well sorry thick full peace few below enemy count the number of correct opposites got by each pupil can you think of garrulous persons among your acquaintance the explanation of whose tiresomeness is that their association is of the complete instead of the selective type watch for such illustrations in conversation and in literature for example Juliet's nurse observe children in the schoolroom for good and poor training in association have you ever had anything that you otherwise presumably would enjoy rendered distasteful because of unpleasant associations pass your own methods of learning in review and also inquire into the methods used by children in study to determine whether they are resulting in the best possible use of association End of chapter 10. Recording by Lawrence Trask, Mount Vernon, Ohio, InterfaceAudio.com.